1918, the curtain fell on the carnage that defined this part of France and Belgium as the Western Front. In the four years of the Great War, 32 nations were dragged into a senseless conflict. Empires collapsed, revolutions were ignited, and 40 million people lost their lives in a war that shattered both mind and body. Standing here at the Menin Gate, you get a sense of the insanity of it all. It contains the names of nearly 55,000 men whose remains were never identified and have no other known grave. Even after all these years, it feels like the pain still cries out. I've been to many of the battlefields across Europe and in each place it feels like there is a spiritual imprint that is caused by a catastrophic loss of life. Presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to as many people as I do, the question of human suffering is so often put forward as the reason why a God of love cannot possibly exist. But the Bible portrays the heart of a father that is revealed through the person of Jesus Christ, his son, and that God has identified with the pain of the broken and the bereaved in a way that baffles the imagination. God the Father sent Jesus the Son into the world to live as one of us. Jesus never came to explain away the tragedy of human suffering, but he came to fill it with his presence. And through his life and death and resurrection, he made a way for the enmity and the hatred and the violence of man's inhumanity to man to be dealt with once and for all. Two years after the end of the First World War, a secret military operation took place here on the Western Front. A team of people were hand-picked and told nothing about the operation that they were going to be involved in. They exhumed the remains of up to six British soldiers from various makeshift battle cemeteries along the fighting areas of the Western Front. Each of the bodies was draped in the Union Jack and the following morning one of them was selected at random. The other five were reburied. The selected body was placed in a coffin and was taken by horse-drawn carriage to Boulogne. On its arrival in Boulogne, the coffin was taken through the streets that were lined with a thousand French children. It was then loaded onto HMS Verdun and that V-class destroyer then sailed for Dover, escorted by six battleships. The coffin was then received in Dover by a 19-gun field marshal salute. Following a ceremony at Dover, the coffin was then put on a train bound for London. On its arrival, it was put onto a gun carriage and then taken through the streets of London through vast crowds in total silence to Westminster Abbey on the morning of November the 11th. The unknown warrior was then laid to rest in soil taken from the battlefields of France inside the abbey where it remains to this day. Over a hundred women who had lost their husbands and their sons in the fighting along the Western Front were invited to the first ceremony on November the 11th in Westminster Abbey. And now every year on that date, 
the descendants and relatives of over half a million soldiers whose remains were never identified could believe that the unknown warrior is him. Three days after Jesus died on the cross, his family and his friends visited the tomb where his body had been placed. To their amazement, the body was gone and in its place was an angel who said this to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here, he is risen. Although we don't know who the soldier is inside the coffin inside Westminster Abbey, we do know that a soldier's remains are there. But the tomb of Jesus is empty and the body of Jesus has never been found. Christianity is the life-changing message of the empty tomb. These are the words of Jesus himself. I am the resurrection and the life. The ones who believe in me will live even though they die. It can be true for you today. So from this horrendous reminder of the wickedness of the human heart, I invite you to open up your life to the risen Jesus. This is what the Bible says about God. Those who come looking for me will find me.